Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the All-American Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carr, here, bringing you guys another episode. We get the NBA Finals preview coming up next. So as I mentioned today, getting into the NBA Finals preview here on the All-American Sports Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chris Carr, here, bringing you guys another episode. If you're new here, welcome to the podcast. We cover... Um, all sports, professional and college, giving you guys breakdowns, recaps, previews, highlights, just about everything. Um, and we're going to cover today on the podcast, as I mentioned, the NBA Finals and the preview. We talked a little bit about the NBA playoffs in the past. Today, we've come down to it. It's been a long playoffs, I will say. And, you know, I know there's a lot of debate, you know, whether the NBA should, you know, lengthen or, or you know, simplify the NBA playoff format. I've enjoyed it a lot so far. I think this has been one of the most entertaining playoffs I've seen in a long time. Um, you know, we've seen, you know, the the fall from grace for teams like, you know, the Bucks and the Suns who were in the finals last year. And, you know, we had two new teams, uh, the Golden State Warriors, maybe not new, but at least for the past year or so, um, they have struggled. They're back, returning to form, uh, in this form of the Splash Brothers, Clay Thompson is healthy. Stephen Curry is back. Draymond Green, the gang is all there in Golden State. And meanwhile, we got the Boston Celtics, obviously a storied franchise built on success. But you know, this year it seemed like a lot of turnover. They didn't really see like they were a really you know top contending team. They brought in a new head coach, young guy, Nime Odoka, brought in a lot of young talent. And it kind of seemed like they were in a developing stage, and especially early on, they suffered some growing pains. They had a low point in January. Well, they really turned things around. They are built on defense, new, young talent, some experience, though, built on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, that duo, along with a lot of really solid role players who play, uh, you know, two ways, two sides of the basketball. Boston Celtics coming out of the Eastern Conference, Golden State coming out of the West, it makes for a very exciting series coming up. And uh, today we're going to cover it all, you know, get ahead, preview. We got the game one tomorrow night, 9 Eastern in Golden State. That's the only problem with this for my East Coast guys. And I'm, I'm trying not to be biased here. Um, you know, I am obviously from Boston, Boston area. I've been a Celtics fan my whole life, seen their ups and downs. But, you know, all this, not going to be biased. Um, the one thing I will be biased on, though, is... As an East Coast guy, and I know a lot of you guys can probably feel my pain, I do not like the super late games, especially in Golden State. I love I love when the games are at the TD Garden, of course, for obvious reasons, but especially the timing works out a little bit better. You have to wait all the way till 9 o'clock uh, to get that game on TNT. Probably see more um, coming along in the series. Uh, but Game 1 tomorrow night should be exciting. That's all for the intro, though, because I want to get into it going to break down the X factor for each team, you know, why each team will win, keys to the game, all that coming up uh, in just a second. So let's get started here with the X factor for each side. Start with the Boston Celtics coming out of the East. I'm going to go with Marcus Smart. You know, he could have been probably a lot of guys. You can obviously argue their best player, Jason Tatum. But, you know, even when Tatum hasn't been at his best, I think he's going to done a good job, especially late in the playoffs. You know, limiting his shots when he hasn't, you know, had his best shooting nights, when he doesn't have his best, you know, best stuff in his bag. He's gone out. He's still been relatively efficient, you know, passing the basketball, moving it around. 
I like what he's done, so I wouldn't label him as the X Factor. You know, he could obviously go with the obvious answer and Tatum, the best player. Um, I think Jalen Brown, they can easily have, you know, solid nights without him because his defensive presence is still so good. You know, if he doesn't give you, you know, 20 points, you're still in a good spot. Um, I think, you know, a lot of his shots, you know, you're not really relying on him to beat a guy one-on-one. They kind of just come within the flow of the offense. So, you know, if he's not on his best game, they can still play really good basketball. I think Marcus Smart is really an X-factor. He's a guy, and this is really the definition of an X-factor because, you know, it's not like you're absolutely screwed when he has a bad game. It's more so he helps the team a ton when he has a good game. It doesn't happen all too often, but it does occasionally, especially on the offensive side of the ball um, with his shooting because when he shoots, and then Colin Coward pointed this out, I watched a lot of you know, the previews and guys breaking down the finals and stuff like that. He pointed out something great, though. You know, Marcus Smart, he showed the stats to back it up. You know, when he shoots and he makes makes those plays and hits the open threes, they win a lot of their games. You know, if Marcus Smart can give you 20, 25 points, it's most likely a Celtics win. Um, so I think Marcus Smart, especially offensively, you know, he's going to be the primary ball handler, I think, for a lot of the time. You know, you're going to see Jason Tatum probably battling a lot of guys on the uh, Golden State defense. So you really need a primary ball handler, and we've, we haven't seen it a ton, but I think I, need, I want to see more of Marcus Smart running the offense, but also just, you know, creating offense for himself and for others and hitting those open shots. And defensively, too, obviously Smart, the defensive player of the year this year, I think he probably should have been recognized with that award uh, a lot earlier in his career, but whatever. You know, he got it this year, well-earned, well-deserved. Um, but, you know, he's facing arguably the best backcourt in basketball and one of the best all-time, I think, in the Splash Brothers, uh, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. You'll probably see him switching a lot on those two, but that's big. You know, that's why he's going to be an X-Factor on defense. He's probably going to be a good chunk on Steph Curry. He's going to battle him. You know, he knows what's coming, and Steph Curry knows what's coming, too. So that's going to be a good matchup to watch for um, in this series. As far as Golden State side, you know, obviously you can go with Curry. Uh, but I really think Curry does a nice job. He doesn't totally isolate all the time. Like, like you know, a lot of guys, stars, they love to isolate, you know, play all through themselves. He's done a good job, especially this playoffs, which helped him early on with the injury because, you know, he's forced to kind of, get shots within the flow of the offense, and he still does. He does a really nice job of that, um, and I think, you know, towards the end, we'll probably see him more playing isolation ball, but because of that minutes restriction coming off the bench, you know, they didn't drop too many plays for him. It wasn't 100%. He kind of just got shots within the flow of the offense and hit them very, very well, but um, that's the reason he's not my X Factor. You know, obviously you can argue Clay Thompson, but he's more of a 3 and D guy. I think Andrew Wiggins is really the guy I'm looking for, um, especially, I think, defensively with Wiggins. Offensively, you know, you can argue, yeah, all day. I think everyone knows what Wiggins brings to the table. Offensively, he'll be good for around 20 a night in the playoffs, but he's going to have some tough matchups. And, you know, I think this is probably going to be, especially for Golden State, this is going to be their toughest matchup of the year. Uh, Boston, a very talented defensive team. Golden State, very talented offensively. Um, and, you know, that's going to be the big battle. Golden State's offense versus Boston's defense. We know, you know, we've seen guys like Curry and Thompson. They're facing good defenders. But normally, good offense beats good defense. This is not so much the case, though, with Andrew Wiggins. I think we're going to have, you know, a tough matchup. You got guys like who can match up with them, like Jason Tam and Jalen Brown. Uh, you know, it's can he battle through that? Can he hit those difficult shots 
And can he still drive to the basket with Boston's great, great defense down low? A guy's, you know, helping everywhere. Going to be a lot of movement on their defense. Andrew Wiggins, this is going to be, you know, big spotlight on him. Um, and then defensively, Wiggins, you know, he's so long and athletic out there. Even if he doesn't have the skill, he has the size to keep up with the guys. He's probably going to be on Tatum and Brown a lot too, especially Tatum. Um, and, you know, if he's going to be going at Jason Tatum, obviously you're going to be counting on a lot. If you can, you know, shut him down, hold him to around 20 points, you know, that's a big, big help to your team. That's what next factor does. So Andrew Wiggins, I think, can really, really elevate the Warriors in this series. Um, now, why each team will win, can win. You know, I'm not picking it one right now, but, you know, I'm going to start off. We'll go back to Golden State here. Um, you know, they have rest. They That's a big advantage in this playoffs, you know, and especially – uh, for a team that's, you know, pretty, you know, handed themselves well through the series. You know, they haven't had a ton of, you know, down-on-the-wire series, um, you know, which can be a good thing. You know, if you look at Boston, they're more battle-tested for sure. Um, they've faced, you know, they've been on the revenge tour, a lot of people like to say, because in, in former years, it's been Milwaukee, Miami, and Brooklyn that have eliminated them from the playoffs every every year. It's been one of those teams, and this year... It, well, they beat them all, all three. They just beat, and they were all good series. Um, you know, obviously they swept the Nets. That was a surprise. But Bucks down on the wire, Miami down on the wire. Of course, Golden State. You look at they haven't really had you know those huge tests. They faced Memphis, Dallas, and Denver. Not to say that they're not great teams, but you know Golden State's clearly the better team there. This in the finals, it's a little closer. And I think with Boston, you know they haven't been the definite bet, best team in any of the series, you know, while looking ahead. When you look after it, yeah, clearly they're the better team than the Nets, but coming in, they weren't. Um, so I think Golden State is the advantage with rest, but Boston is more battle-tested, so that's advantageous to them. Um, Golden State does have the home court advantage, though, which I think it helps because you're really setting the tone of the series on your home floor and then ending it game seven, obviously, if it's the case, um, with your home crowd behind you, which I think is a big big factor, especially Golden State, a team that loves to get, you know, in rhythm. When they're hitting their shots, the fans are going crazy. That's hard for the Celtics to change. You know, it's hard to shift the energy there in a place like Golden State where they are, you know, such a rhythm team. You know, if you're hitting those crazy shots, Steph Curry, you know, going crazy, the fans are going crazy. That's hard to play through uh, if you're the Boston Celtics. But, you know, and then again, TD Garden is loud. So when those you know, when it goes back to Boston in this series, it's going to be tough uh, for Golden State. But, um, yeah, I, I think the home court advantage definitely goes to Golden State. Um, Golden State also has experience. Uh, that advantage, you know, they've been in the playoffs and the finals, especially winning championships for many, many years. Obviously, the past few years, they've kind of been a little bit out of it. But, um experience advantage definitely goes to the Warriors uh, there. You know, not to say Boston is... You know, inexperienced, well, a little bit in the finals, but, they, you know, they have some veterans on their team, but their main leaders are, are still young, especially Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, you know, shooting advantage, I, I'd say the Warriors, that's a big advantage, just, you know, just straight-up shooting. Um, I think they're the better shooting team. Boston, um, you know, they've been efficient, obviously, from the three-point arc, but, you know, Boston can't create the shots and hit the shots that Golden State does. And I think that's, you know, a big advantage to the Warriors. You see Steph Curry hit some ridiculous shots. I don't think a lot of guys in the Celtics can do that. 
Um, and, you know, they're obviously built through shooting with, you know, him, Thompson, Jordan Poole now, the emergence of him. That's a big, big factor for them. Um, and I, Boston, you know, they have guards like that, but or they don't really have guards like that. You know, they have talented guards, but, you know, when you don't see Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard, and Derek White hitting shots like that. You know, maybe Tatum or Brown can hit an occasion one, but shooting, big advantage. Uh, the Golden State, but then you look at Boston's side. I think they are by far the better defensive team. Um, you know, and, and it's tough to measure defense in terms of stats. It's really just an eye test. But defense, all of their starters got you know, f- um, you know, first team all defense votes. So uh, that, that that says something. You know, they play hard. Ime Udoka, I love his philosophy. He's been a great coach of the Celtics. Um, and I, I think the defense advantage definitely goes to the Celtics. They play hard. They play physical. And that's going to be a big determinant, um, you know, in this series. You know, whether the refs will let the, you know, let the guys play physical or we keep seeing. I, it's another day to talk about, the, you know, the NBA playoff officiating. But um, if, if they don't let them play physical, they keep calling these ridiculous fouls, in my opinion. I, that, that could really shift. Uh, you know how the games go and I think Golden State has the advantage if they don't if they call a lot of fouls if they let them play a little bit more physical Boston um, you know has the advantage there Um, but yeah and then you know uh, the season series was one and one split between these two teams hard fought battles but obviously you can't really look at that too well because you know guys are injured guys aren't playing um, so I, you know, I'm going to kind of disregard that, but it is, you know, important to look at some of the films, some of the plays from, you know, those games, obviously. Um, and then you look at the Celtics though, they're the only team to have a winning record, you know, since Steve Kerr, uh, took over in Golden States. And I believe that was 20, the 2014, 2015 season. They're the only team in the NBA to having winning record against the Warriors in that time. So if there's anybody that can take down this Warriors squad, it is the Boston Celtics for sure. Um, and now we look at the keys, you know, kind of the factors, how to win each game on both sides. Um, I'll go with Boston to start off. I think hitting open threes, you know, it, when they are hitting their open threes, you know, no hesitation. They are just firing on all cylinders. We saw it with Grant Williams in the Bucks series. Uh, you know, if, if, if a guy like that or even, you know, just guys like that can start hitting open threes, because they do get a good amount of chances. Their ball movement is great. They can create those shots. But if they're hitting them, it's on another level. This team is so far elevated uh, when they're hitting open threes, especially Derek White, because I know Golden State likes to leave White open. We saw that in the season series. And, you know, they're going to say, hey, you know what? We will let you beat us if you can hit, hit these shots. And Golden State was saying that to Derek White basically – uh, with the way they're guarding them, I think that's another X factor. But open shots, open threes for Boston. Uh, I think they need to keep the ball moving. They are such a better team. You know, late in games, it's it's tough, I know. But and when they have good ball movement, good plays set up by Emil Doka, you know, you can see they're going with the script. The ball movement is there. We saw it. That's how they won the net series with that final play to sweep. Um, you know, good ball movement. This team, so much better. Um, and you know, it, it, they gotta be clutch though. Cause I gotta say it's tough to move the ball in games. That's where you go to their stars. You get, you know, the guys like Jason Tatum one-on-one with someone and email Doka says, Hey, get me a bucket. That's what he does. You, you gotta be clutch. And Jason Tatum obviously struggled a little bit in the clutch. You know, you look at the, some of the stats hasn't been great. And we saw Celtics, you know, facing troubles early on in the season. They had a bunch of these close games, but they just could not finish them. 
So you need to be clutch. Um, and then I would say Robert Williams. The health of Robert Williams is another big, big factor in this series because if he's healthy, that's a big plus. Um, I think you're getting a huge rim protector. You're really taking away the inside. And, you know, in terms of, you know, the rebounding battle, everything, I, it, it's a big skill gap between him and Kayvon Looney, in my opinion. Um, and you're really taking away the inside. It's just a big presence in there that teams are intimidated by. So Robert Williams, if he's healthy, playing at 100%, that's big. Um, but the Celtics, before they take away the paint, they really got to focus on taking away the threes. That's what Golden State is built on. They're not going to win a shooting battle with Golden State. You got to, you know, make the game a little bit less perimeter-centric or, make, you know, take away the Warriors' perimeter-centric offense. They've had a, done a good job of that, but even the Miami series, they would occasionally slip up and allow open threes. You're, you might get away with mistakes like that against Miami. You're not going to get away with mistakes like that versus Golden State. So I think slowing the game down, I think, you know, really just breaking it down, simplifying it, slowing it down, managing the pace is how Boston's going to win this series. Like I said, Golden State, you know, they're based on momentum. They're based on rhythm. When they get in a rhythm, they you can't really stop them. So I would slow the game down, take away the three, um, and keep the ball moving on offense. You know, biggest keys. I mentioned some others, but obviously those ones. And, uh, you know, you look at Golden State's side, I would say rely on your stars. That's what you're built on. You know, and you're not going to try to get it, you know, and, you know, get plays. I'm sorry, this is a little bit disrespectful, but you're not going to drop a play for Draymond Green. Yeah, he's going to be a nice glue guy, but you're relying on your stars. You're relying on Steph Curry. You're relying on Klay Thompson to hit those corner threes, you know, off-ball screens. Um, you're relying on Jordan Poole. He's been emerging, and he's been great. I would rely on your stars. Get them the ball when you need it. Keep it simple. They've been successful for a long time. Keep doing what you're doing. Continue it. Uh, I think Steve Kerr is a great coach, and you probably have the coaching advantage in the series, uh, especially experiment. Ex, you know, experience that factors in in the final. Steve Kerr, he's been here. The Warriors, they act like they've been here before, and it's not to say the Celtics don't, but they have had continued historic success in the past few years. So keep doing what you're doing. Been here before. You know, go to the guys that lead you to success and keep that going. Um, I would say throw a lot at Jason Tatum. Uh, you know, throw a lot of defenders at him. Yeah, Wiggins, I want Gary Payton. We'll see if he's healthy. That's another X factor for them. But throw him at him. I think Jonathan Kaminga is a you know a guy that they should probably utilize a little bit more. We've seen him kind of use a little bit sparingly throughout this playoffs, but use him more defensively, talented offensively. Throw a lot at, at Boston. You know, throw a lot of def- defenders out there because you have a lot of talent. They're a pretty deep team. You know, under underratedly deep team. Um, and, you know, you got a lot of athletic bodies, young guys, fresh legs. Just throw a lot at the Celtics. Try to throw them off their game um, in, terms of, in terms of their defensive guys. Because offensively, like I said, you want to keep it simple. Keep it simple on offense. Rely on your guys. Defensively, exact opposite. Don't keep it simple. Keep it kind of confusing. Keep Boston on their heels and, you know, make them come to you. Make them adapt to you. You make the changes they have to, you know, respond to those changes. But I like throwing a lot at Jason Tatum, their star. Um, you know, get substitutions constantly, quick legs. You know, speaking of quick legs, quick cuts. I love how their offense is so smooth. They have these quick cuts, backdoor cuts, off-ball screens. That is what they do, and they hit those shots 
when they're designed and when, and when they work, because they do work. I don't say if they work. I say when they work, because they do work. And uh, Golden State, they're a hard team to beat. When they're hitting their shots, they're working. They're firing on all cylinders. They're hard to beat. But so is Boston. If Boston is playing at their best for seven games, they can win this series. Um, with all that being said, you know, when it comes down to my final prediction, my final thoughts, I think it's going to be a hard-fought series. A lot of people think Golden State, you know, in five or six I think this is going to be a hard-fought series. Some people think Boston, you know, at the end of it. Some people, you know, it doesn't really matter because what I think is Golden State will win in seven games. There, I said it. I'm a Celtics fan. I'm hoping and praying that that won't happen because I want the Celtics, obviously, to get that 18th banner up in the rafters at TD Garden. But if I have to make a real prediction, Golden State is, uh, is my pick to win in seven games. I think it will be hard-fought. Um, but, you know, it, it really could go either way. I'm very interested to see because it's hard to predict this series. These teams, you know, they're across the coast. They don't match up a lot. It's a little hard to predict. Um, but I'm, I'm so interested, you know, to see what happens. It'll all start tomorrow night, as I mentioned, Thursday night on NBA on TNT. But there we go. Golden State in seven is my prediction. This has been the All-American Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carr. And I will see you guys next time. Peace.